What's up, everyone? This is Jesse HS of the Heart Guy Media Podcast, and uh, today uh, we're back after another uh, shorter extended break. It's hard to keep up with these things sometimes. We were on such a roll when we first started it from like, uh, I don't know, uh, I think it was Labor Day weekend we started, and we were pumping two, three episodes out a weekend for like four months, and then it became a little less infrequent. Um, but rest assured, now we are officially back on schedule. At least one episode a week. Oh, you know, dropping every weekend, uh, hopefully two. Hopefully two. Um, possibly three if things go right. But, today I have a guest, uh, actually an old friend, old, uh, music friend. Uh, I was in, um, a band in my high school days, um, and this gentleman, uh, was also in uh, a band. Uh, I don't know if I want to say a rival band because we were kind of different, but we played a lot of shows together. And, you know, it was, uh, man, we're talking 2006, 2005, 2006. Nuts. Uh, but Daniel Sanborn is going to be on the episode. That is who you will be hearing today. Um, he drums in a band called Trench right now from Syracuse. And they're an awesome band. Very cool. I'm very excited to talk with him. Very excited to catch up. I haven't seen this kid in like, I don't know, 10 years. It's crazy. Time flies. Time flies when you're doing a lot or doing nothing. Time just goes way too fucking fast. Uh, you know, we were freaking kids and bandmates have since died. And it's, uh, time goes fast. A little too fast sometimes. But yeah, um, and this, uh... Yeah, this is going to be an awesome episode. I love doing music episodes. I'm such a, you know, music is the, you know, the fabric of my being. Um, obviously, movies as well. Obviously, this is a horror movie, sci-fi movie, 80s action, any kind of film and music podcast. We try not to limit ourselves to anything because we've talked everything from superheroes to Arnold to Stallone to, you know, John Carpenter and Friday the Thir- and you know, the Friday the thirteenth franchise and we've talked, you know, just everything. Bands heavy, bands light, you know, bands metal, bands hardcore, classic rock, A C D C we've talked, you know, we've talked everything. Um, and we always will, as far as movies and music go. Um but yeah, let's uh we'll get into the conversation now with Dan Sanborn of Trench. Hey, 
went and saw John Carpenter here? Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. He was uh, amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Because he scored, he scores all of his own films. Yeah. And it was just like sick. And uh, yeah, the band like ripped, and it was like I heard he had a full band. I was like, that is fucking so sweet. I was yeah, gonna his, go, but his son like plays it. keyboards. Okay. Uh, and his son is he who he the kid he had with Adrian Barbeau, who was in Creep Show and like yeah, all yeah. the in in his films in the Fog and so stuff cool. like. But the band uh, Daniel Davies is their lead guitarist, and I saw him, and I was just like, shit, that's Daniel Davies, and I realized that that's the dude. He filled in it with CKY for a while. Yeah. And he also is the son of the guitar player in the Kings. Oh, okay. That's so it was cool. like so random. He's an amazing guitarist. The whole band like killed it. Yeah. And you know, they, he did the full production and like when they played They Live, they all put the sunglasses on. Oh, and like so Yeah, it was that's amazing. That's so sweet. But anyway, so we met it was in two thousand five. Five, yeah. Yeah, two because I started playing drums in two thousand five. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. That's 13, 13, 13 years, years ago. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Insane. So, uh, so was that was your first band then, Blind Tuesday, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so fucking bad. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny is I actually, I started working at the casino years ago and I worked there for a short time and I worked uh, mainly over in the sportsplex. Yeah. And Chris Wheel worked the front counter and me and him like kept looking at each other. We're like, I'm pretty sure we had the same, like, we're like, who the, this fucking kid looks mad familiar. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I heard someone say his name, Chris, and I was like, Chris Wheel? And he's like, Jesse? And I was like, yeah, hey. Uh, but he's like a magician now. Yeah, he's yeah. a completely different now. He's a big cigar kind of singer, yeah. and, like, he drinks a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool, I guess. I mean, he just, I don't think he plays music at all anymore. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I would, like, because I would go, you know, I got delegated to the sportsplex. So I was uh, I was taking care of the racquetball courts and the tennis courts and <laughs> yeah, literally just do it. Literally listening to music and podcasts right around the golf court. That's like, awesome, man. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a bad gig until yeah. they put me inside, and I was like, ah, eh, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm out. And I actually quit. That was the only job. It was it was so liberating to leave and then directly go like on a tour. Yeah, like leave, quit a job to a tour. Yeah. So just having the liberation of doing that at least once, I was just like, okay. I did that uh, I with. Uh, my um well two jobs ago now i did with a uh, i was working at berkshire bank and um meth mouth uh needed a drummer so i filled in for him oh no shit yeah, I, didn't know so I did I, I did two weeks with them i also filled in uh bruise was playing too okay um I don't, are you familiar with bruise i'm not, not from indiana they're like they're like blistered type okay. sound um so they have like the fast paced stuff and like he it just reminds me of it a lot and um their singer was playing drums and singing, and uh, he doesn't usually do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "I'm not in shape for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> so we played Binghamton, and he just—I mean, he just—he just wasn't keeping up with it. And yeah. uh, they—I joked about, it. I was like, "I can—I'll learn your songs in like twelve hours, if you guys want to." And I literally did, and oh, I, I did both sets each wow. night for the rest of the tour. Wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Uh, where'd the tour go? How, so how long we, was it? It was um it was two weeks. We started at Binghamton, went to Jersey, uh, went down south to, like Texas. Uh, we played Nashville. We played um, Florida. And that was the first time I've ever been to Florida. So that was nice. really, That's a really awesome. cool uh, opportunity. And uh, we just came back up and around. Nice. Ended in Philly. Yeah. Nice. So when I'm trying to remember, I think we started playing shows like around that era, like together anyway. Yeah. Like my first band was Stronger Ghost. Yep. And uh, <laughs> isn't it crazy? Like looking back now. Yeah. Um, but that was like an interesting little 
I don't even know how to describe it because obviously there's always been a music scene in Syracuse. Yeah. It's 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 always been there since like that's where I discovered shows in the early two yeah. thousands and going and stuff. But there was like in the area that we were because our band was from Canastota. Yep. You guys were from Camden, mm-hmm. so we're very close to each other. And that whole like little area east of Syracuse had like a little tiny boom of bands yeah, like Monida, Canastota. Camden, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were there was like a million different bands that had formed like in those mid two thousands and were just playing like. What if we were playing like YMCA's? We were playing like <laughs> we were playing uh, VFWs. VFWs, uh, uh, um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. And I feel like for as young as we were at the time, like, so how old are you now? I'm 29. Okay, 29. I'm 30. Yeah. So we were like, you know, I mean, not that it's like crazy young, but we were like 17, 18. I didn't know you're older than me. Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. 17, uh, 18 years old. Yeah. And we were fucking playing, like, we were playing everywhere. Like, I mean, not, we weren't, like, traveling extensively. Yeah. We weren't driving to, like, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. But, like... Whatever it, we could get, you know, yeah, like, at the time. Yeah, it, it felt like whatever show any band could get, like, we were all on the same show all yep. the time. Um, but that was your first, like, dive into music. Now, how long did... Was Blind Tuesday around? Cause Blind we, Tuesday is, like... It was, like, a... For, for me, um, I was in it for, like, a year... Let's say like maybe a year and a half, maybe two years. Mm. I I left in let's see, I left in two thousand six. Yeah, so I was yeah about a year. Yeah, they got some other drummer actually. Um, one of my friends, Justin, he he ended up joining and it was cool. I just I just I couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah. I so just, what did you do in, after that ended? What was I, the next project? Stanton. I was in Stanton with uh, oh yeah Meekin and yeah stuff. yeah that's yep. right. That was a lot of fun. We, Which was, you know, that was the, the remnants of Within Walking Distance, yep, right? Jesus, yep. I haven't said some of these names in like <laughs> 10 years, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so within, pretty much Within Walking Distance, we cha- they changed the sound. We, we, a Data Remember was really big, and yeah. Set Your Goals and Four Year Strong were really big right, in right. the time period. So we just wanted to we wanted to go to that, that approach. We didn't have a singer f- at all. <laughs> no shit. We were playing shows, just, just pop, like heavier, heavier pop punk music, and people went to shows that's cool yeah and then i think stanton turned into villainy yes wasn't that yep yeah i I think i went to one practice and i was at the time i made a stupid choice and was dating this girl from pennsylvania so i was going i was traveling out that way and she ended up actually marrying my ex-best friend jesus christ (laughs) lots of crazy shit i was just gonna before you drop that last nugget i was like yeah i've been there the shitty relationship never dealt with that thankfully jesus yeah yeah it's crazy um and he's actually he's still he's actually still a friend of mine. We we still talk and still yeah. Hang out. So is he still with her? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're still together. The worst part is like he was talking to my sister at the same time. This he was saying the same shit to both of them at the same time, and it really pissed me off. That's what that's what made me like, fuck you, dude. Like what the hell? Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's intense. Yeah, I try to avoid anything. I've always tried to just eliminate any kind of severe drama like yeah. that. Yeah, the life altering drama. <laughs> yeah, like. Everyone's dealt with the uh, f that guy. He yeah. was talking shit at a show. Like yeah. oh, that's yeah. like drama that I can I can handle that. <laughs> like the <laughs> like the my friend like getting with the girl I'm with. Like that's like next level. It's, I don't know. If I yeah, know that. It was rough. She was like she was like trying to date like all my friends at the time, and she even st- I think she she still like follows me extensively, which is weird. And um. She told, I think she told my sister, because me, her and my sister are actually friends. They're like all friends now. Yeah. That, um, like if I wanted her back, she would like break up with anybody instantly. And that's fucking horrible. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little crazy there. A little, 
I, I did her for like two, uh, is it two years? A little, maybe a little under two years. She moved up to Rome, and uh, that's where they met. And uh, yeah, just fucking crazy shit. I think maybe we should do this podcast and be a human sure. psychology piece. <laughs> <laughs> we could dive way deep on these people. Yeah. Oh, that's insane. But, uh, so you're in Trench now. Yes. Yep. Now, you found out about Trench how? Chris approached me. He actually, um, yes. he, uh, he emailed me. And he's just like, hey, dude, um, I think he uh, was just, um, you know, just being like a, he was a single musician playing acoustic guitar. Yeah. And uh, he, um, yeah, he, he was, he just wanted to have a full band behind him and stuff. And uh, he just, he, I think he sent out a Craigslist ad maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, so he sent out like a Craigslist ad and um, Bob, who's in the band, he's, he's 42 and he rips. He's just a crazy bass player. He plays guitar. He play. He has so much gear and stuff. It's insane to like talk to him about that stuff. That's and, great. And he, so he joined the band and he approached me. He he emailed me and stuff and was like, hey, you know, we got this. I got this project going on at the time. Like I said, I was just kind of going through a hard time and decided, you know, it's just not a, not a good time for me right now. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So I was, um, I was in Honey. I don't know if you remember Honey or not. Nah, I'm um, not. Do you know Eric Beecher? Eric Eric Bichard, do you remember him from Homeward? Why does that sound really? He's in Homeward. He he's from uh, like I, a Frankfurt Illinois area. The name I know the name. I'm trying to put a face to it, but yeah, I know. Yeah. So we uh he um he hit me up too about playing drums, and at the time uh it was like October. I think it was like 2000, 2016. Um, so I I joined up with them uh, in 2017. Yeah, 2017. I joined up with them. We played some cool shows. We played um um. We played like a band called Options. They were really cool from Chicago, and uh, that was really cool. And um, yeah, it's time. I mean, it was like May. I kind of decided. Just, I they were they're from Buffalo, so yeah. it's, it was kind of tough. You know, like the thought of like you know moving out there and or you know moving out there or, like traveling back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I just I kind of parted ways. I I don't have any bad feelings towards them and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. So I parted ways with them, and then I started writing my own music. I you know I bought a guitar. I bought a bass, and I was just kind of like writing my own stuff on the side. Now, have you had you dived into guitar? No, before no, nope. I just kind of went into a cold. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, I played bass. Uh, actually, my first instrument was bass, mm. and um, so I kind of had like the, you know, the basics, I guess, and you know, some power chords and yeah, power chords, shit like that. And uh, so I was kind of doing that, and then you know, that's when Chris approached me again about playing drums for Trench. So I was like. I sold my guitar, I sold my bass, bought a drum, so I was like, yeah, let's do this, you know? So yeah. that's pretty much where I've been since. Nice. Yeah. So you started you started drumming in 2005. Yeah. Now, did you, was there like an interest in actually playing an instrument before then, and you always like wanted to, and then you finally jumped, you know, It's funny, when board? I, uh, when I, um, I think for me, music uh, really didn't, I was always like a hockey guy growing up and stuff. Oh, okay. So I played street hockey a lot and stuff, and I was really into that, and I kind of, you know, I honest, I didn't really know what I wanted to do per se in like middle school, elementary school, and high school. I just kind of went with the flow, played a lot of video games, yeah, and watched a lot of movies and TV and stuff. And honestly, I think video games is what really got me into music because really, know, you know, like SSX and like yeah, Tony yeah. Hawk and like all those. Oh games. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the, especially like when you talk about the Tony Hawk games, they were so like ingrained in that underground music culture too yeah like the you know that sh the skate punk stuff and yeah. like 
the the soundtrack to the first two like it was legendary you know you think about all those yeah yeah amazing like just like and and that like getting into like i guess for me like more punk stuff is definitely 100 percent ingrained in like the skateboarding type like thing you know what i mean it was kind of back then it was kind of one and the same mm-hmm. now when you see skateboarding there's like it almost seems feels like there's no affiliation at all with like any kind of underground music yeah it's sad um you know like i, I was playing uh there that new ssx game that came out like for ps3 is like the newer one and it was a lot of like uh just like um like foster the people and i was like man this is not the same it's just not like it's different like mm-hmm. it's like uh and i talk about it with a, a friend because i was you know, I grew up in that skateboarding culture as well. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, the Goldfinger and yeah. like all those bands, Bus and Jake, yes, you know, like all no those, effects. yes, exactly. So those bands, like, it's so weird that those bands like are not associated at all with like skateboarding culture. But I did find I'm actually on the verge of getting back into skateboarding. Sweet, <laughs> not that like, not that I was ever like I could now I wasn't I was no Chad Muska yeah. by any stretch. <laughs> But it was just fun to skate around. Yeah. Like, I've always, like, just enjoyed it and enjoyed the culture, like, of skateboarding. It's relaxing. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Keeps your mind it, off things. It's and awesome. uh, there's this company in Rochester called Old School Skateboards. And they sell the old, like, fishtail skateboards and stuff. And they yeah. sell, like, obviously uh, standard, like, regular skateboards. That yeah. They still have now. But they have, like, all the, like, they've reissued, like, all the older, older, older stuff. And, like original tony hawk decks and like wow that's cool steve caballero and stuff like that so i'm actually on the verge of getting back into skateboarding <laughs> that's <so>. cool <laughs> just just for fun just to skate around and yeah and be a fool yeah that's awesome but uh but yeah like when you was there a point like when you started drumming that you were like oh shit like this is a amazing release like i think i found like yeah found something as funny as this um this is gonna be is actually i, I started playing drums in church um my uh the drummer that was playing um had to start working tuesdays so i was like you know what i'll i'll take up i'll take up drums you know mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try it out and stuff I ended up just like clicking like right away like i just felt like a connection with it um it was like a i don't know it just felt like natural to me and then um I, you know i started playing in the church i started watching a lot of videos on you know online and just like kind of picking up on things and cause i'm all self-taught and uh you know like under oath angel sb and stuff yeah. just kind of like watching these guys go crazy on the drums i'm like that's that's what i want to do you know like i've i want to i never want to like half-ass anything you yeah know? And I well just... that was like a perfect era too because like i mean there are like when you talk about like that genre there were like bands that were like that weren't like exactly like amazing at their instruments but then you look at like under oath yeah like when you think of aaron from under oath like how really amazing and proficient he is too yeah there were really and i think sometimes that era gets kind of like washed over and like disrespected mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. that i i mean i i truly despise the term like emo and things like <laughs> yeah. that trying to use that yeah. because on, under oath m- more than anybody was so much more than that because like especially their first record their first two records are like super heavy yeah and like they obviously had that that synth thing because they had chris dudley like yeah you know, playing the synth and, the hype man yeah yeah well. yeah the hype man <laughs> um but they were musically i always thought they were such an amazing band and they were always doing so much different shit yeah. and they were one of the bands that was on my radar right when i was getting into like heavy music in the early 2000s same so i was listening to like like a lot of like a trust kill bands so like 18 visions yeah throw down it dies today it dies today bleeding through like i was all like in on those bands 
And then there was that music that, like, was just a slightly bit different. Mm-hmm. Like, because I remember, I remember, what, like, being stoked. I went to Hellfest 2003, oh, and sick. Under Oath was playing. And Under Oath was one of, like, three bands that I had to see. Yeah. And at the time, it was uh, it was uh, Brothers Keeper, which was their last show. Brothers mm-hmm. Keeper, uh, Freya, which was, oh, you sick. know, obviously Remnants of Earth Crisis. And then um, Under Oath. Did Ed Gein play that show, too? Yes, no? Ed, oh, Gein, yeah. Ed Gein was on that. Um, and The Locust, too. I don't know if you ever oh, got yeah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my, my dad was with me. Like, it was amazing. Because I was like... I was like 15, and he's just like, "Well, I'll go with you. Like, I want to, I want to check it out because CKY like headlined oh, it. Sweet. Um, and he was actually like funny because he was like in his 40s. Like, he was a huge like CKY fan too. Um, but that was uh, yeah, that was like a game changer for sure. Like seeing like because that I've never delegated. And I'm I'm 100 sure you're the same. I've never like as much as I've like been associated with like hardcore yeah or like metal stuff as far as like what i what bands i play in and things like that yeah my, my the spectrum of stuff i've listened to has never like been limited to one genre it's yeah. always been very broad i feel like it's important as an artist and as a musician to to do that you know it's it's like lately i've just been listening to a lot of weird like vaporware type shit and like yeah. synth wave just everything like yeah. just trying to like some pop music here and there not yeah. necessarily any mainstream stuff but I appreciate it. You know, it's it is what it is. Yeah, I'm like... the I'm the same way, and it, that's the trouble I found was trying to get a band going these days. Yeah, is that there's no everyone's ingrained in like what heavy band like if you're going for a heavy band, no one appreciates like the Deftones like that's yeah. trying to do metal or hardcore. You know what I mean? Yeah, super heavy band. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a million different elements in that band. Yeah, I've always loved that band. Yeah, but then like they have no foundation beyond that like mm-hmm. what they've been listening to the last five years yeah like me i can throw on depeche mode and then literally like oh i'm kind of like the, i'm getting in a poppy mood i'll throw on some of the earlier madonna records yeah yeah go from that and then i'll literally dive right into like oh i want to listen to cannibal corpse <laughs> like <laughs> like pretty two extremes can you imagine a madonna cannibal corpse show oh my. i feel like that'd be amazing hammer smash phase, <laughs> yeah. you know? crazy but it's uh now with trench like how do you feel about like because it's uh it's definitely like different from anything that's going on locally for sure yeah which is refreshing because i feel like you only get like one of two things usually with like in this area in in syracuse the 315 area yeah you either get like super heavy hardcore Mm -hmm. and it could like bring on like you know metal metalcore stuff or you're getting like straight up like pop punk yeah you don't really get anything different. And Trench is definitely, like, different. Yeah. And it stands out, like, immediately when you pop it on. Yeah. Like, because uh, I w- wasn't sure what to expect, like, when I popped it on. Obviously, I know, like, what bands you've been in and things like yeah. that. So yeah. I had, like, I was just like, well, I wonder what it, like, sounds like. Mm-hmm. Checked it out. Immediately, it was, like, digging what I was hearing. Cool. Um, But it's definitely, like, it's different from what you're getting definitely in this area. Yeah. Which is nice and refreshing. Yeah. So how have you, like... Now, were you into any bands that are kind of, like, similar or that have influenced the Trench sound? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been a huge Slow Dive fan. Um, uh, you know, Slow Dive... Uh, there's a band called Cloakroom. They're from... Uh, I think they're all from Indiana and stuff. That they're, They have, like, a really cool sound. They almost kind of remind me of Hum. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Hum's awesome, too. But, yeah, I, I, um, I, I started recently getting into the whole, like, post-rock, shoegaze-type sound... Mm-hmm. Um, a few years ago, uh, nothing kind of really sparked that for me. 
and um, I just I don't know like I I, th- I like the the you know the down tempo type stuff the you know the more slower uh, dronier type stuff and I just you know I, I I'm used to playing pop punk and like faster stuff and yeah I just wanted to change it up a bit you know like I uh, I was in a, a band um, prior to Honey Call Coldweather Crew and Josh from Still Rings True was in it okay. And we were jamming for a bit. We wrote five or six songs, and uh, I just wanted to kind of break away from that for a bit and kind of just play some heavier, but you know, like heavier, but like slower stuff. And, yeah. Uh, I just thought that, like, for me, energy-wise and like um, passion-wise, it was like I like I like smashing drums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and cymbals. So it's like. Well, that's something I've always appreciated. Yeah. Like about whenever I've watched you play live too is like you tear ass. Like, yeah. You know because. I don't know why, and like uh, our the drummer in my last band, uh, he actually uh, passed away oh, last good. year. Yeah, super young. It was very like tragic, but he uh, he was a big weed guy. Oh yeah, he was great. <laughs> he was like super into weed though. So like he'd get so like ripped that he wouldn't like hit very hard. So I was like, dude. <laughs> I go, you got to hit a little harder. Yeah, so I feel we like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, we were always on you know, the bitch hits, and we were always on him. Like, dude. Don't get so ripped before you play, man. Yeah. We need like hard hitting, especially yeah. like a metal band. Like you yeah. need like oh, yeah. hard hitting drums. I actually, I speaking of weed, I I recently quit um, for the most part. Like I smoke occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, it I don't know, it just leaves you kind of unmotivated to be honest. Especially yeah. when it comes to music, you're kind of like all over the place. You're yeah. worrying about perfection, and I don't know. I just I think that it's important to be clear-minded when you're playing <laughs> yeah like don't get me wrong i definitely know know a couple people like uh, the bass player of that same band yeah now him like he like completely like just functions normal <laughs> like he's still like because he would do backing vocals and stuff yeah. he's black kid from brooklyn so yeah. he's very rambunctious and, uh-huh. and, and it's amazing <laughs> so he would literally i got so many great stories about him so he would literally he carry this like little hitter pipe like mm-hmm. in him and I literally, like, watched him, like, we're just, like, walking down the street, like, downtown. Yeah. And he just, like, so discreetly, like, <laughs> like, like, and I was just, like, I just see this big cloud of smoke, and I was, like, what are you, vaping? He's, like, nah, I ain't vaping. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, That's so funny. But it's funny how, like, uh, see, I've been, and that's another thing, it's funny, because we actually, it's at the time too and i think you can relate to this the straight edge thing like around the time like everyone was like either like becoming straight edge or finding straight edge or things like that like i'm still straight edge but i literally have no i have very few straight edge friends yeah like all my close friends yeah none of them are straight edge yeah i mean none of them are doing lines of coke like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) thankfully (laughs) i got Um, a few of those friends yeah but like all my friends like like drink you know casually or occasionally like I have no, like, straight-edge friends, and it's mainly because no one's still straight-edge, yeah. which is fine. Uh, I've heard, like, a, a few people say, and it's... And before, like, I, I guess I never really cared, like, if someone was straight-edge and then wasn't straight-edge anymore. Yeah. It never really affected me because straight-edge is a personal choice. Yeah, of course. And, uh, like, I've never... have never stopped being friends with somebody because they stopped being straight-edge yeah. or anything. Or beat them up. You know? Yeah, yeah, or beat them up, you know, if you're in Reno, Nevada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... But it's funny that, you know, that is all around that same time, too. Those mid-2000s, like, that was that was big as well. There are so many different subcultures. And you and I just spoke uh, before we uh, got on here about being vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. Now, and you just went vegetarian over the last few years, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it'll be two years in May. Nice, yeah. nice. So how have, you, how have you adjusted to 
It's he's, not he's now. Good. It's completely and and I can I can just I can completely defend this. You know, back in the early to mid two thousands, mm-hmm. it was a completely different being yeah. vegetarian then than it is now. Yeah. Now you could literally walk in anywhere. You can find anything to eat, yeah. especially in this city. Yeah. Um. Obviously, there's an entire cafe dedicated to you know having one hundred percent vegan menu. Yeah. And everywhere i feel like you can get like vegan options everywhere it's awesome which obviously is open for vegetarian too yeah like and we shared you know we talked about how i was vegan but i'm in the same boat as you where i can't give up cheese i yeah. don't know what it is <laughs> cheese chocolate you know yeah yeah that stuff like that milk or milk chocolate if you will yeah 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 um so what have you how what was there anything that drove the vegetarian decision like, was there, like, was it a health reason? Was it, like, uh, you know, a political reason? Uh, it was more of a health reason at the time. I went through a pretty pretty bad depression phase, and I would just, just eat, 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 yeah. eat. And I gained a ton of weight. And um, I, uh, in, this, like, 2012, I started biking. I started eating, like, just chicken on the side, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is really cool. I kind of like, I kind of like not feeling like shit yeah, you know because yeah, right? whenever i'd eat meat i would be i'd feel like shit for like three days yeah. after it and i was like you know this, this is not worth it to me you know it's like so i just i stopped eating meat um mostly um and then uh i was eating a lot of like veggie burgers mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that and i was like this is actually pretty good i, I had um um an ex got me into it actually oh you know, really the veggie burgers and stuff she's like yeah try it out i'm like okay so i tried it out and I was like, this is awesome. This is fucking cool. Yeah. You know? And well, it, it was completely like a veggie burger in the mid 2000s was like you were getting like a Boca burger or mm-hmm. Morningstar burger. Yep. And that was it. Yeah. Like now you can get like amazing banging ass veggie burgers yeah, around. Yeah, it's crazy. Like there's a substitute for everything. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And like the vegan, I'll tell you right now, I, I got to be a strong uh, supporter of the Strong Hearts vegan chicken wings. Yeah. They're amazing. They're so fucking good. Amazing. <laughs> but I'm, I was kind of in the same boat. Like I... I initially went vegetarian for, like, health issues. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I, what kind of slightly geared me towards that decision was, you know, and that's something, you know, we're, we should talk about this, too, is there there aren't, like, issues being discussed at shows like there were prior. You yes. know, there was always, like, a PETA table or some kind of, like, animal rights table or something like that. There yeah. was, like, causes that were being talked about at shows. Yeah. Even at smaller shows, like... Like the ones we played, the yeah. ones we played, yeah, yeah, that were like super, like just high, literally just high school kids. Like we weren't like, it wasn't a Syracuse show, even though like everyone was going to shows in Syracuse for yeah. for years and stuff. But like that even infiltrated into the smaller shows that we were playing at VFWs and YMCA's yeah. and things like that. Um, so do you think it's like, I, and I, uh, to go back to my point, I'm just the same way. Like. I was seeing, like, those videos and seeing the pamphlets and yeah, stuff, it's... and that was slightly gearing my decision towards it, mm-hmm. but it was also for, like, a health reason, so yeah. I think health kind of pushed it over, Yeah. but there's definitely, like, that element of, like, I don't really want to support this industry yeah, no. anymore as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't, I don't even, like, I used to I used to fish and stuff, I don't even do that anymore. I yeah. Just, I've, I, for me, it's been more of a, like, you know, harming animals is just kind of, like, it's fucked up, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, kind of, like, uh... The way it's done, it's just crazy to me. And I get, like, like listen, I'm, like, the same way, like, my, uh... Now, has anybody, like, close to you ever viewed it as, like, a phase? Like, obviously... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah. I mean, for years, I was told, like, ah, you'll eat a burger, ah, you'll drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been, like, 16 years, and I still haven't. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, you know, I think a lot... I always get the thing, like, oh, you should eat more, or you should do this, or you should do that, and I'm just like, you know, I don't. I... 
I like what I eat. Um, I feel like being a vegetarian is really it's it's helped me energy wise. Mm-hmm. I don't feel sluggish, piece of shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's been really cool. It's been um, and I I I'll just continue forever. You know, I just I don't I have no desire to go back to eating meat. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny how like some of that stuff like the. I don't want to say political because then that, that's a that's an odd word to use mm-hmm. these days because it's taken it's on such a correct anymore. Yes, it, it's took on <laughs> such a literal term using the ter- using the word political. It's taken took taken on such a literal meaning. Yeah, like I and I'm like disconnect. I'm so disconnected now, and I had to be because like during the election, I was getting like and I consider all these people friends. I was getting the most ridiculous posts. From, like, people on one side saying, like, extreme stupid stuff, and then people on the other side saying extreme stupid stuff. Yeah. And I think for the most part, a majority of this country is truly right down the middle. Yeah. Um, But then you... But those people aren't vocal. Yeah. You know, it's the people that are far left or far right that are super vocal. Yep. And I was getting, like, friends... People I considered friends saying, like, the most rambunctious shit... I was just like, I gotta, I gotta step away. Like every day there's like a new outrage every day. Like, and don't get me wrong. There are outrages that need to be justified and spoken about, but it became just like, it wasn't for the fact of trying to justify and to to bring justice to an unjust situation. It was like, how many likes can I get on this Facebook status? Mm -hmm. And that I got so disenchanted that like. I'll hear people now like, "Hey, did you see such and such that thing that happened to that guy?" And I didn't see anything, man. Like, if it's <laughs> if it's not on like ESPN and it's not like a podcast or yeah. like a music site, like I'm I'm disconnected. I feel like a lot of um, people nowadays don't even read up on the facts, and they don't like they don't even do like research. It's just no, like, you can post like uh, anything. You can literally <laughs> like your own pretty be yes. Yeah. You can post literally anything, and they'll be like, yeah. Like that's true. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. Can you believe it? It's like, crazy. It's it's such a different like, even from like uh like I was watching. I don't know if you're an Office fan at all. I I've very very briefly watched it. Yeah, great. It's great though. Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing show. But even some of the humor from like you're talking like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah, I don't think it would go over. Yeah. like in this climate, like it's it's crazy to think how. But at the same time, like. Some stuff I can see, like, a justification for why you wouldn't want to do certain things. Yeah. But like I said, I think I think the vast majority of people are down the middle. But yeah. you don't hear from them. Yeah. Because... keeps themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They delete their Facebook and they carry on with their life. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I've, I've, I've been limiting myself more on Facebook lately. Yeah. I just... I, I get on and I'm just like, this is not... This is not helping at all. I'm it's, way more of an Instagram guy. Yeah. Because it's straight yeah. to the point, a picture. It seems like there's less, like bullshit less bullshit less drama it's all about like holy shit did you see that new veggie burger they posted <laughs> yeah. i gotta hit that place like <laughs> yeah. like, like yeah. it's positive Dog stuff pictures you know? cat pictures yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah um but that's a. Uh, it's it's so interesting how things have changed like in the music scenes too yeah like i remember and i'm sure you can you can attest as well we're the same eight in the same age range is you know people would buy music when they went to shows too yeah i can't tell you how many cds i picked up and i still have like so many yeah. cds so your collection is pretty awesome uh i have so many cds and i still buy cds like it is nice having apple music yeah because you can literally just like you could test run something <laughs> yeah but i still buy music and that's something yeah. you know 
and be getting into the t-shirt printing venture too i printed t-shirts oh, right on. for a while That's sweet um people will buy a shirt before they buy music they will buy you know the something materialistic and not to say that like a cd or something you know like a vinyl or whatever isn't like materialistic obviously it's something you can hold in your hand yeah but that's something that has value beyond like two years yeah like the shirt isn't gonna shrink <laughs> or rip and you just get rid of it yeah but it's so strange that like fashion is kind of like overtaken don't get me wrong i'm a huge fashion guy like yeah i'm an 18 visions fan yeah <laughs> i like scarves and fucking mm-hmm. ties and things yeah. like that yeah um and band shirts i do have like 700 band shirts. Yeah. i haven't gotten rid of any shirt since like 2003 <laughs> um but people are less likely to buy physical music now, which even and, it, and the decline started like in the mid two thousands, I think. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sure you and I like going to shows at that time. Hear a band, I got to go pick up the CD. Yep. I got to hear this. They were awesome live. Yeah. Got to pick it up, and that doesn't like happen anymore. So like, being in an active band now, what is your guys's mindset to like having physical music? Do you still have physical music like at the merch table? We do. Yeah, good, we, we good. had um we had uh we we had cassettes actually for the EP and they, they they're sold out. Uh, working on we might do a uh, if we're able to fit it on like a seven inch or something like that. Yeah. But um I know that the new record we're gonna press uh, vinyl. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, we just we just got the cover art done, so I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Um, so now this will be the first record that you've played on. Yes. That you're getting like a vinyl printed, yep. right? And, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is. And, and I think sometimes people, like, don't, like, to people that go to shows and stuff, they don't understand, like, how cool that actually is to someone who's been playing music as long as, like, someone like you has. Yeah, yeah. How awesome that is to, like, you know, you'll be able to hold a piece of vinyl for the rest of your life, you know. I did this. Like, this is Exactly. Cool, yeah. Like, that's really a, a milestone. And it's not, I think kind of, it gets written off, like, even if a band's, like, still considered locally or they're playing regionally or mm-hmm. they aren't like on the mainstream or on like a, a more mainstream radar it's yeah. being noticed yeah it, i don't think it can be understated what an accomplishment that is to play and record an album a yeah. full-length album and get it pressed onto a physical format be it vinyl or cd and to have that for like the rest of your days it's so cool like yeah. it's <laughs> it's something you know that and obviously trench is a, a diy band yep you know, you guys don't have publicists or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, to to have that is an accomplishment. So congrats yeah. on that. Thank I think you. that's yeah. awesome. I love like I love seeing people I've known for a long time and have just been grinding it out in the music scene. Yeah. Be able to have that because I know how how even just doing a CD like doing EPs and getting a five it's song exciting. EP yeah. and printing getting a cover printed in a jewel case and you're like, oh, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. so that's definitely an accomplishment that's awesome yeah so we're doing we're gonna do vinyl and obviously it's gonna come with a digital code for yeah yeah convenience um but yeah we're we're really excited about it it's um it's 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 been a crazy few months just trying to get everything done yeah but yeah it's i'm excited about it have you guys talked about vinyl colors uh uh we've we've dived in a little bit um we've looked at like some peach colors maybe some orange colors but we're not we're not 100 percent sure yet yeah. on it um so we're, we're i'm excited to see where that goes that's severe <laughs> nerd shit when you're like oh what vinyl colors are you guys doing <laughs> yeah yeah uh because i fell down the vinyl hole like because the bands were still printing or were printing vinyl but obviously it wasn't as big as it is now it's a complete resurgence and they have a record store day like completely dedicated to yeah. the buying of mainly vinyl yeah um so that's been really cool to see like 
and even if people like buy it just as like simply a collector's piece and they never yeah. listen to it, they're still buying something physical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even it's if still, they the seed is planted. You yes, know? exactly. They own physical music and they've supported a band that's put the time and effort in because those things I think get glossed over by like the people that strictly consume music and don't create it. Yeah. Is it's time consuming and like it's a lot of hard work it's putting tedious. into like yeah. album cover, how the layout's going to go. Yeah. What color vinyl are we doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's uh, even if they're buying it strictly for a collector's piece to yeah. sit in, like, hey, I got the the blue and green swirl, you know, That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've 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 recently been uh, well, actually, I, in the last few years, I've got I've gotten into vinyl. Like, just like the whole aesthetic is so cool. It's just like the stuff that I see. Like, I know Circus Survive, they put out the amulet, and yeah. it's insane the way that, that vinyl looks. It looks yeah. so cool. <laughs> and it's it's more of an experience I've noticed with I've tried to not buy as much vinyl especially because sometimes it can be a little overpriced oh yeah like thirty dollars for <laughs> yep. a vinyl um but it's much more of an experience I feel like you're de- you're more dedicated to listening to an album on vinyl yeah because you actually have to when it's over you Put have to turn effort. it <laughs> yep <laughs> like it's a commitment and, yeah and that's with like uh, you know especially like hearing and getting exposed to vinyl at a young age. My my dad like saying like you know that's what you do you take the vinyl out you read all the lyrics you read the liner notes like yeah. you know it was an experience listening to a record which I definitely had an experience even though I had like classic rock vinyl when I was younger from yeah. my from my father yeah but like same thing with a CD which I know for a fact like you have too guarantee mm-hmm. it. You know, open up the CD booklet. You're reading the lyrics, listening along. You're reading the thanks the list and yeah, the art like cool. it's just a. Uh, I feel like that's lost and i feel like it's because of like social media it's because of the internet people yeah. are like constantly like yeah. taking away like there's some you know dramatic thread on facebook that you gotta be talking about or like you know you what go I mean? to youtube you don't have to go to shows anymore you just go to youtube watch a show online it's not it's, the same it's, it's not the same experience it's so crazy like uh and shows here haven't been as frequent as they have in the past mainly because there isn't a plethora of uh local bands there there are yeah local bands yeah. but they aren't getting the shows like local bands used to yeah uh, but things like having things like the spark around in these more DIY venues mm-hmm. help promote you know more local bands playing around yeah, yeah. Uh, so where have you guys like so since you get you joined in October Trench yep so how many shows do you think you've played so far uh, let's see I'd say probably like like tennis, maybe a little bit more. Mm. We played um, here at Space Camp in Syracuse. Oh, nice! Yeah, we played. Sp- right. We played this band called Gleamer. Mm-hmm. They were so sick. Uh, I think they're from Colorado. Um, they just had an audio tree session recently. Which oh, was really? really? Sweet, but yeah, they were. It was a really cool show. Um, I'm trying to think of some other. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably like like tennis, maybe. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, is this? Do you think this is? You know something do you guys want to what's the trajectory for trench what do you guys like do you have a mission statement or are you guys just trying to create music and play shows as much as Pretty possible much as, yeah create um we uh we're very um we're very uh we're a very visual band uh, mm-hmm. we use our own lights like we have uh we have um fog machine that we mess around with nice, we have nice. uh uh, strobes that we um the, the guitar players have you know switches on their boards we we just try to make it more of a visual experience as well as a music experience i feel like that has been lost like i mean there are definitely some bands that incorporate that 
but that was something that was lost for years as well. Yeah. Like the visual aspect of a live performance. Yeah. Yeah. And and mainly like I mean obviously if you go to a hardcore show it's more about the energy and the yeah and you know you know that that is enough of a visual where like people like going nuts you know what I yeah. mean that yeah. provides like a, a visual aspect where you don't necessarily need like uh like lights and things like that yeah. and stuff yeah but for bands that aren't like bringing like a, a, an insane energy in that aspect of like heavy like you know yeah. breakdowns and pylons. circle pits and pylons. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is something that I think some bands lose and they feel like they don't need, but I've always appreciated, yeah. you know, the visual aspect of a live performance. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a lot of the, re- uh, a lot of the reason why I joined Trench. Um, I just, I, I love the, um, besides like the style of music, I just really like the approach of that. Yeah. I thought, um, it's more of a creative, I feel like it's more of a creative outlet for me per se, like band wise. It's been very, uh. It's been very cool working with creative people. Uh, Chris built um, he built these uh, these light boxes out of like old PV PV um, speaker boxes. No and shit. So yeah, and it's it's just really cool. Like I, I like I like where we're going with it. Um, I just like the the thought of just getting together, writing music with the same mindset. Yeah. Being on the same page, and that's like it's been very refreshing. Now was it was it at all like difficult to dive into something that was a little different musically that you were no, that no. you hadn't? Honestly, I was just I just kind of kind of felt natural to be honest. Fit like yeah. love. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I I feel like this band has been um it's been uh, extremely easy. To, to be a part of uh, nobody nobody has anything bad to say about anybody everybody has a good head on their shoulders and um, that just, is 100 percent crucial in keeping a yeah, band together because yeah. i'm sure you can attest getting a band together is easy mm-hmm. once you find the right people which can be difficult in and of itself for yeah. sure but once you get guys together then in lies the challenge of keeping everyone on the same page <laughs> yeah because uh, you know how many times have you started you know a project or just like a jam jamming with guys hoping it would something would materialize yeah someone stick and yeah and then someone just you know stops coming is disinterested and it just it just falls apart yeah it's happened you know, endlessly um which i think have you ever been torn as far as what style you want to play have you ever been because i've always felt like that because i listen to everything yeah like you know, one of my favorite bands is Newfound Glory. So yeah. I've always like oh, yeah. had that deep seed to like play like that high energy like, like pop punk stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I'm a huge like metal and hardcore guy as well. Yeah, like that is like all I've played in. Really. Yeah, that I've never played in any other band. Which is I'm like, oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> I haven't done anything other than that. Yeah, but that's all the opportunity that I've kind of been uh, afforded with people at least in this area. Yeah. Um, but have you ever had that, like, have you ever been torn, like, I want to be in this kind of band, but at the same time I want to play this? Like, is there, like, an internal, like, struggle in your head with, like, I want to do, like, I want to have six different bands, like, to appease <laughs> all the needs yeah. that I have musically? Yeah. Honestly, not really. Um, I think, uh, I'm hoping, I mean, I'm hoping we don't, like, put ourselves in a box, per se. Uh, we've always, we've always been wanting to challenge um just our musical approach and like what we do uh i've i think it's really cool and really neat that um like we just wrote a new song uh it's pretty bare bones right now we wrote a new song a few days ago and just very different from even the record 
and the record music is very high energy. So it's ever changing, ever yeah. evolving, mm-hmm. which is the. It's definitely one of the joys of playing and creating music. Is yeah. like, even though you could have like a bass sound for what you're gonna sound like, something new is always gonna creep in, and you're always gonna yeah. be, at least unless you're like. I mean, even bands that you think sound the same, every record sounds the same. Mm-hmm. To them, I'm sure, like, oh, we did this in this yeah. song, so it's completely like different. Yeah. So not everyone will catch it, but mm-hmm. that's always like gratifying too. Is like finding new elements that you can add. Yeah. That either sneak in or intentionally put in. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what do you guys? So when do you, is the record gonna come out? Oh, uh, we kind of have like a uh, probably between like um. I don't know, I'll say maybe July, between July and September. Nice. Um, we How wanted, many tracks? What's that? How many tracks? Uh, there's nine. Nine. Nine, nice. yeah. Um, we're planning on doing a two or three week tour to support the record. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do a release show here in Syracuse. Right, right. Yeah, so we're just kind of, that's been another process is just trying to find like what bands we want to, to play the show yeah. and uh, where we want to have it. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's really cool. It's cool that we, that we're able to, to do this, you know, and, um yeah, it's been pretty exciting. <laughs> now, what do you so is there five guys in the band? There's four. Four. Yeah. Four. So, now what do you guys do to keep yourselves like enter Now, okay, this is a good question. I got to I got <laughs> yeah. I got to know because there's always been divisions when I've been in bands. Is there like like three guys that always hang out and then like two guys that are kind of like they're only around when the music's getting played. Like, is it that kind of <laughs> separate like, group chat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's not like there's not like a, a a tried and true division, but like more guys hang out than yeah. others. Or like, is it? Are you guys hanging out when you're not like playing music? We do once in a while. Um, I feel like for the most part, we all kind of just keep to ourselves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, that seem. I feel like to to a, a bigger degree, that's what, how it usually goes. Yeah. Like you and like bands are just when they're a band they're a band but then like you know you also have like a life that like outside the band where you're like yeah. you know you're working or you're doing this and you're hanging out with uh friends that aren't in bands and things like that yeah. so that's always I, I always found that funny because there'd be like <laughs> you'd be in a band with a guy for like a few years at least like and we'd be like someone would say something and be like i didn't know that yeah like yeah because you guys are literally <laughs> only playing music when you're around each other yeah yeah, I mean, we all we all kind of have we're all kind of pretty busy. Um, so when we get a chance to hang out, we hang out. Like um, me and Ron will hang out sometimes, and it's it's always been really cool to like. It, I I feel like it's it's important in a way to hang out with people outside of the the practice space mm-hmm. and music because sort of like you're developing a relationship with them. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're all pretty busy. Plus, I'm I'm out in you know Camden, so it's kind of yeah. tough to to come out here all the time, right? You know, right. And gas and stuff, but. Uh, when I when I get a chance to, I try to come out and hang out as much as I can. Yeah. So it's yeah. I feel like I feel like in general we're all pretty, we're all we're all pretty introverted, if you will. Um, we kind of keep to ourselves. We yeah. Our own space and, um, but we you know when we when we can hang out, it's it's cool. It's yeah. Always a good time. Now, do you guys have like a interest in now? I I can't ask the rest of the band because they're not here. But <laughs> um, like, do you have an interest in? like movie you mentioned that you know younger like you're watching a lot of movies yeah yeah now this is like a a music and movie podcast we've done like uh commentary episodes on movies we've talked like full we talked like uh 
back in, I think it was September when it was Friday the 13th in December, we did a three-hour podcast where we talked every Friday the 13th movie. (laughs) That's cool. We've talked, like, John Carpenter, George Romero. Mm -hmm. Like, we've talked, like, action movies, like, 80s movies. So what, like, do you have a genre that you're, like, of movies that you're more uh, drawn to? I'm a huge Nicholas Winding Refn fan. Mm -hmm. I really love, like, Drive and Only God Forgives. Oh, yeah. Great, great films. Yeah. uh, I've, I like, um... I like a lot of the art stuff. I'm more of like a I like I like neon colors a lot. So, like um, Charlie Countryman was good. I like that. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like lately, I've been I've just been getting back into like Studio Ghibli films. I I, I like um like Howl's Moving Castle, Spirit Away. Obviously, got tattoos and yeah. stuff from it. Um, so I mean, I think like that was a very big part of my childhood. Um, it really kind of taught me life lessons in a way mm-hmm. like you know just kind of be- i think movies just as much as music serve as you know whereas people people have said it incessantly you know, like, you know, like this band or these bands were the soundtrack to my life in this in a yeah. sense movies are like uh I, I mean not a i guess it's not a soundtrack so to speak but like uh but they are like connected to time periods in your life. Yeah. They made you understand things more. Yeah. They like tapped in and like you related to them just as much as you've related to certain records. Yeah. At least I've, that's where oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm in that, that boat. Yeah. It like, um, like he's Lori service for instance. I was a kid and, uh, we used to live right next door to the library in, in Camden, and I would go there, and I, I think, I don't think anybody else watched that movie because I had it out so much. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's just really, uh, it was just like one of those movies that you just watch and you just kind of like relax. It's a very stress-free movie. Um, so like I, I, I really don't I, don't, I don't take those times for granted at all. And whenever I get a chance to watch them, because I, I own I own them and stuff, it's it kind of just like relaxes me in a way and it just brings me back to that time period. Yeah. Of, you know, hustling home to, to take the movie out again. Or, yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's just, there's just something about it. I mean... I know it sounds cliche and cheesy, but it is magical in a way. You know, it, no, something about it. One hundred percent. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Drive and Only God Forgives. Yes. Yep. So there's this movie. It's not. I don't want to say it's completely similar, but it has the same like aesthetic. I'll say called The Guest. Love it. it. Yeah, you've seen it? Oh, yeah. Tell me that is fucking amazing. (laughs) I watched it recently. Actually, I I introduced my friend to it. I was like, because he's he's a huge horror horror fan buff. And uh, I was like, dude, you got you got to check this movie out. It's pretty good. He he bought it. He like he bought like these recommendations that I sent. And I was like, sweet man, that's cool. Yeah. And we watched it recently, and that's just, it's such a good movie. It really Especially is. Especially when he walks in the diner, just rolls oh my, his grenades. Completely amazing. So they have uh, they put out a vinyl of that. Oh, sweet. Like a they did like a couple different colors and stuff like that. But I know they did that with Drive too. They had like a like a pink vinyl they yeah. put out or whatever. Like, and that's something that especially with those movies with you know a Drive. Or the guest, or the soundtrack that you know so the good. is the score and things is so like integral to the film. Yeah, um, and like that's another thing. Like movie vinyl has become like huge. Like, yeah, they're putting out vinyl for like everything, even stuff. I'm like, mm, did that really yeah. need a vinyl release? <laughs> yeah. But uh, either way, like yeah. So there's definitely like uh, now. Have you dived in? Are you a Stranger Things fan? I, I um I watched up to the last episode of season one. I have to get back into it, but it is cool. I do like it. Yeah, the second the second season's uh, if you're a pop culture fan, like it it definitely like because they're eighty four. So now at this point, like 
there's like so many like eighties musical like references mm-hmm. in it that are like amazing and yeah. like uh you know it's cool that like every year because the first season was eighty three now it's eighty four you see like all these like eighties movies that are like in theaters and stuff like that yeah and another thing and uh, another cool thing about that show is the the soundtrack you know the score survive yeah survive yeah, uh, so good amazing yeah. Uh, which they did. I think they were on the guest. I think they yep. did. Uh, they did I think music it was for Hourglass. The yes, yeah, yeah, Hourglass. Yep. I love that song. So Yo. like that's what's nice about talking to people like that are you know musicians is you know they appreciate like that and it's honestly it's hard when I'm talking to guys that are kids that are just like strictly into like metal and hardcore and that's all they listen to yeah and like that's fine like. But, like, I love getting into, you know, you can appreciate heavy bands, but at the same time, you're yeah. like, like, fucking survive is bad, <laughs> yeah. dude. Have you have you played, uh, are you in a video game? I mean, you have an Xbox, obviously, but have you played uh, Hotline Miami at all? Well, listen, I just got that oh, Xbox, okay. like, in November. <laughs> Other than that, that the, the last video game system I owned before that was the original Xbox. Okay, yeah. So I was, like, completely disconnected from video game stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And I really only play, and I get shit from my friends who are video gamers, like, I only play sports games. What's wrong with that, man? <laughs> like I have any NHL, NBA, Madden, UFC, even even and basketball, sports and, and games. Yeah. Like I, I remember playing. I think it was NHL 2003. Jimmy World is on. I was like, this is fucking. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blindside. Uh, I mean, it's just like, I mean, video games are just huge in music too. Like I was saying, that game. It's called Hotline Miami. It's like one of my favorite games. Mm. Um, it's like a like a top down stick shooter type thing, mm. and. Uh, it has a really cool soundtrack. Uh, you know, Carpenter, Carpenter Brutes on it. Yeah, uh, Perturbators on it. Um, and just like a lot of really cool like synthy type music is on it. And it has like a really. It's actually inspired. Uh, the I think the developer said that Drive inspired them. So like when really? you go to the game, you can find like little Drive jacket Easter eggs. Wow, that's it's awesome. the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> but it's just like a it's just like a soaked in neon type you know like eighties type. Sh- Wait. Game. So what this? What's this game it's called? called? Hotline Miami. And okay, this I might have to check cool. this one it's, out. And yeah. it's like uh, the second one's more like, it's it's kind of horror horror based in a way. Like they have like some horror elements in it, and like you go through the game and you feel like you're just like on an acid trip while you're playing it. No and shit. You, you wear like different um, animal masks, and they give you different abilities, and it's just it, it's insane. And the the soundtrack is like really turned me on to like like electric electronic music and yeah like yeah that synthwave type shit and i love it so much i that's like i've been listening to it so much since that game came out and i've just been exploring that whole yeah vastness since then now are you since speaking of synthwave are you a cold cave fan uh i don't think i've really listened so that is wes the dude who sung and sings because they're active again in american nightmare okay american yeah. nightmare yep. give up the ghost yeah he had this band called he i think they're still around too uh cold cave and it's all like that synth dark synth wave stuff out. amazing yeah um but a band that kind of got me into like all that type of stuff like more synth pop yeah uh synth new wave stuff yeah um uh, depeche mode are you a depeche yes. mode fan yeah. at all Huge Depeche Mode, <laughs> love Depeche Mode, and that band's like in their you know late fifties now, and they're still playing live. And I saw their their last tour, like oh, that's wild, in, insane. That band's like uh, one of my favorite bands, and uh, like I said, like it's so hard to find people that are like that can appreciate, yeah, you know something. And I used to be like, I don't know, I always used to be like that douchebag is like, oh yeah, dubstep sucks, and like like this kind of music sucks. And honestly, like what really turned me on to music in general is like Daft Punk. Like when I was a kid. 
Daft Punk was huge because like you oh know, yeah Cartoon Network had those music videos it was like anime like music videos and I was like this is this sounds fucking cool like yeah yeah the whole like futuristic type sound to it oh dude that um one more time that yeah, video yep. like I remember watching that incessantly on MTV too yeah yeah I just I don't know like it's as like one of the first music outlets for me honestly was was listening to that because I was you know I was like in middle school playing that, like that cart that Cartoon Network like card game that they had on there yeah and, yeah like. I would just hop on and like Daft, they had Daft Punk music. I was like, "What is this? This yeah. is sweet." I was yeah. like, I was a huge anime geek growing yeah, up yeah. and stuff, and and I was that really turned me on to it. So, yeah, Daft Punk honestly really kind of got me into that whole like, and like techno in general. Just yeah, like, yeah. You know, you got that fucking Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to uh, actually last night. I was listening. Uh, have you played Kingdom Hearts? I haven't. No. Well, um, Yutari Hikaru, uh, she has a song called "Simple and Clean," and. Um, they did like a remix in the first Kingdom Hearts game, and I was like, "This is fucking sweet!" Like it had so much energy, and like they had a great opening uh, cutscene and sequence, and it was just like, I don't know, like it. I just like the sound. I think it's, it sounds really cool. I feel like electro- electronic music gets a lot of shit, and um, I've just been really into it. Lately. I, I wouldn't even mind doing a side project of that kind of music. Yeah. Have you ever listened to Bjork? Yes. I'm a huge Bjork guy too. <laughs> yeah. Which which throws people off because I'm usually like. Listening to like Hatebreed, wearing a Ramon shirt because the Ramones are my favorite band. Yeah, and then like I'll, I'll say something about Pop on Bjork and like <laughs> I've even had friends in my car. that was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like I was like, dude, don't hate. Like yeah. Bjork's amazing. Yeah, I just get an appreciation for like music that's like kind of out of your element in a way. Um, like you said before, I feel like people get kind of set in their ways. Like, you know, if it's not they box themselves into this is what I listen to. Yeah. Like and and I think part of that is like I have an image to uphold like yeah. too like yeah it's an acceptance thing in a way yeah. you know and just kind of well I remember uh, this is a funny story and it was from the era of Blind Tuesday Stronger <laughs> Ghost was we were playing a show and like everyone's wearing like uh like Pantera and Bleeding Through and It Dies Day and Shadows Fall shirts yeah like, yeah uh like all of our band like our bass player is wearing like a time I die I think uh, yeah like time. a Slayer shirt and like our other guys wearing a Shadows Fall shirt. And I was wearing a Fall Boy, or and I was wearing a Fall Boy shirt. Huge Fall Boy fan. Yeah. And I literally had someone walk up to me and say like, "Uh, or were you filling in for the singer?" <laughs> and I was just like, "No, I'm same fat blonde kid." <laughs> he's just like, "Oh well, I couldn't believe the like what's up with the Fall Boy shirt?" Like someone like, like yeah. walked up to me and asked what was up with the Fall Boy shirt. I was like, "Fall Boy's fucking red." Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it's crazy. It's, it's so like... strange that it just like is so like foreign to people to like different styles of music yeah now movies like what if you had to they don't have to be your top yeah three favorite movies of all yeah. time but what are three of your favorite movies that you constantly that constantly you go back to that you could pop on at any moment yeah. and just watch it at any point um i mean drive i i that's probably one of my favorite movies um uh i don't know like I really like Kiki's Delivery Service just because I grew up with it, mm-hmm. and uh, believe it or not, Titan AE when I was a kid was oh yeah I remember huge. that yeah I uh, I I used to watch that all the time, um, and I still watch it to this day. Like I same with that, it had like a weird different soundtrack to it, and it just it kind of connected me to that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I've been I've been kind of disconnected from movies recently, and it's kind of sad. And I've, I just need to get back into it, but um. Yeah, I'd probably say those are like my three I can watch all the time. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, 
Charlie Countryman I've watched a, a million times. Uh, I don't know. You ever seen Spring Breakers? Yeah, yeah. I, like, yeah. I It's cheesy, but for some reason, I just like I, I kind of enjoy um, Harmony's work a lot. And, yeah. You know, it's between that and like I think he wrote Kids. Mm-hmm. You've seen Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like a lot of like that weirder, darker type shit. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Now, what are three records? Do you <laughs> think that? I mean, this is impossible, obviously, but, like, what are three records that, like, got you, I don't know, it's so hard, because you get, you can go down a million different avenues yeah. to try to limit to three records, yeah. but yeah. what are three records that, I don't know, that you listen to the most, like, is there, or bands, is there three bands that you constantly, like, are jamming, constantly spinning, like, they're getting action at least once a week, um, Fantastic Planet from Failure. I I love that mm-hmm. record so much. Um, I feel like I have more of an appreciation for it now. Just I've uh, been going through you know the last few months have been rough, and I just feel like that like that record is just really good to me. It's like it's pretty pretty much perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Time Well by Cloakroom is really good. If you ever get a chance, to check that out. It's it's great. I've listened to it literally every night for the past like four months. No shit. Yeah, it's just been I've it's been uh it's been pretty wild. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else. Hmm. Like now, record-wise, yeah, I'd say those two are pretty big. Um, Slow Dive's record, um, their self-titled just came out with last mm-hmm. year is really, I think it was last year, two years ago, I'm not too sure, I can't remember, but just absolutely amazing. Like, uh, very, like, good for, like, the soul. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, it's just a beautiful record. Um those those three probably are like my top three at the moment. Nice, yeah, nice. I can jam them all the time. Now, what was the first show that you went to? What was the first like <laughs> show where you? It was a real show. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Two thousand five. Um, it was the day before the first day of high school, my senior year in high school. Wait, under oath. Yep. Yep. Two thousand five. Yes. Show, yes. Yep. Under oath. Silverstein. Since my man. Since my man. Yep. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. My first, yeah. My dad took me to that show. I couldn't drive yet at the time. He sat there like a champ, just sat right in the right in the booth, had earplugs in, was reading, and he, me, my two brothers went, and it was great. It was like Dude, 100 my, degrees. Yeah, oh, yeah. I totally 100% remember that show, too. <laughs> um, my old man did the same shit, but he would never, like, come in. He'd always, like, sit outside. <laughs> but, like, he would literally sit, like, in his truck, like, before I could drive to shows. Yeah. He would sit in his truck through the whole fucking show. Yeah. Like, and it was, like, nights where he had to work. Like, he's out there on, like, a Wednesday night. Yeah. And, like, and like when he, when he passed away, I was just, like, I was th- I think about all that shit. I'm just, like, man, I was, like, I don't know if I'd ever sit in a truck for, like, six hours while my kid was, like, watching, like, that's crazy. It that's, Dies that's Today awesome, and Bury Your Dad. Like, yeah. I was just, like, but it's amazing. Like, uh, now, were your parents, like, uh, did they back your musical interest yeah, still and, too yeah they're, that's they're very awesome. very supportive of it um obviously like they're still doing the church stuff they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're pastors and stuff i've stepped away from all that mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, they've they've been for all of us kids like my, my brother is really into film like he wants to be a, he wants to be a director and then my other brother does a lot of graphic design and does and they both do a lot of photography and they and uh so like they've just they've always supported so they have like three kids yeah. that are like all into <laughs> yeah. like different like versions of the arts yeah yeah which is kind of cool i'm more of the music guy um my brothers both play guitar so they just they play in church they don't i don't think they really branch off outside of that mm-hmm. but yeah they've they're very creative um my brother like i said my brother really wants to be a director wants to shoot film 
Um, and yeah, I I just pursued music. I was more of, I had more of a connection with it, and it was just something I felt like I was the best at. Yeah, like I I always liked the thought of being a director. I think it'd be really cool. Um, I just think that um, like uh, David Lynch really inspired me quite a bit. Oh yeah, I'm huge. Uh, love David. Lynch. Yeah, I've always been a huge fan of uh, mm-hmm. Mulholland Drive. I watched recently oh, yeah. uh, for the first time in years, and I was yeah. just like, Jesus Christ, this is <laughs> so fucking good. I went and saw They had a Eraserhead playing at um. There's this little uh, little like uh, cinema in Rome that just opened up a few years ago, and they've been playing a lot of really cool like movies that aren't. Is it like a, like an independent? Yeah, it's more independent. Yeah, really, no shit. Yeah, they had like Raw there when it came out. Wow, really? Yeah, uh, but I went and saw um, Eraserhead, and then it was like a week after, a week before, they had David Lynch Art Life. And I went and saw that, and no I was shit. like, this is amazing. This That's is like, awesome. I'm, like, connecting right now to this. It's just, like, it's really cool. They have, it's a really cool place. Uh, I think it's... What's it called? It's, uh, I, I, I always mix the words up. I think it's Cinema Capital, but I call it Capital Cinema for some reason. Yeah. But it's, like, uh, it's, a, like, a sister off of, like, the Capitol Theater in Rome. Oh, okay, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they opened up. They've, um, my friend pretty much kind of runs it, and uh, one of my friends I grew up with, mm-hmm. And uh, they play a lot of, like, really, they've been doing a lot of Hitchcock recently, uh, just, like, old movies. And um, they, they play a lot of, like, movies that just aren't aren't playing in regular theaters, and it's really cool. No shit, that's rad. They just had um, My Neighbor Totoro there, and it, it was it was, um, it was was cool, like, go and see that on the big screen. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I've seen a lot of really cool movies there. That's had, awesome. Uh, this is the Ghost Story there, is it a Ghost Story mm-hmm. yeah, or something like that with yeah. um, Casey Affleck? I went and saw that. And, uh, Are you a Twin Peaks fan? Yeah, yeah. Twin yeah. Peaks. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the newest season? That I, came did out last year? I did not. I did like not. I, I, I still haven't. I still haven't either. I'm like waiting because I actually want to like, I want to rewatch the first Same. two seasons and then Firewalk with Me and then watch that. Yeah. Um. But uh, my friend Brian, who's like, he's a huge David Lynch guy. Um. He's he had like he had some like uh, issues with it, but he said overall like it was it was awesome to see some of these characters. Brian Tyler? Yeah. 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 Okay, you were right. Oh, I miss yeah, Brian. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he said he's been on this like a million times. Like, because oh, yeah. mean, it's pretty much just like me and like friends that are always yeah. like just talking about whatever. Yeah, like uh, so they're just as much of a part of it as I am. I just kind of am at the helm of it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like he's a huge like he said it was good. It was <laughs> it was cool to see like characters you haven't seen literally like in forever. So. Yeah, yeah. And Lynch just. I don't know. The dude just can't really. Everything I've seen of his, I just love. Have you seen Our Life? I haven't. Uh, it's it's insane. It's mostly about where he started. He's yeah. a big painter. Um, a lot of he, I think a lot of his ideas was he wanted to bring, um, like pictures to life. Mm. And that's what kind of inspired him to do the movies that he's doing. He's he, just he's such a interesting person to me. <laughs> very very odd, but very very cool too. Yeah, it's a uh, is. Sh- and I don't mean this in a negative way, as strange as his, like, brain is, like, because when you get all that stuff yeah. onto film and stuff, yeah, you see how, like, strange and, like, dark all of his ideas that come to life yeah. are. It's still, like, relatable. Yeah, like, definitely. It, at least in a sense where, like, it's so different from anything you'll go to, like, in a theater and see it in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Because as much as he's, like, revered and kind of, like, a cult movie maker yeah he is still like in the drudges of the underground yeah which is cool yeah and it was it was, it was cool to go see that too because I, I i feel like i like you said relating to it like just like how he's just like engulfed in like um in like you know painting and stuff and i feel mm-hmm. i feel the same with music like i just want to write music play music and just live music like 
if I had to worship any kind of religion, it'd be music. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I absolutely. I just, it's uh, it's it's pretty insane. Um, how like I just went and, like going and seeing, it, and I was just like, man, this is like really hitting hard for me. Like, I feel the same way. I'm not quite as dark as he is. Yeah, but but <laughs> I don't uh, know if yeah. anybody is. Yeah, really. no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. He's he's such an amazing person to me. <laughs> yeah, def- I definitely have to see that. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's it might be on Amazon Prime if you have that. Yeah, I do. I'm gonna have to check that yeah. out. So, um, so when's the next uh, trench gig? Are you guys playing locally at all? Oh uh, yeah, well we're playing. Um, you got a show in June. I saw right. Yeah, we're playing with Monday's Bay. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're playing with Basement in May. Oh okay, cool, yeah, awesome. So- we're playing with them. I is just, that the Lost? Yeah, yeah. Nice, I've nice. never played the Lost, too. So really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I just started playing Syracuse last year. I never played Syracuse ever. And wow, that's like, kind of wild. I went on tour with Meth Mouth. We never played Syracuse. I went all the way down south and back up and around, and never we never played Syracuse. Yeah. It's like, when I was a kid, that was like my dream. I was like, I want to play Syracuse so bad, you know? Like, yeah. And then, and then I played with Honey, and it was cool, and like... Uh, yeah, so we're playing. We're playing with Basement. Um, they're I think Souvenirs is um, on. I think I don't know if they're on tour with them or not, but we're playing with them. And then our friends um, from Outside Voices is playing okay. too. Okay. So, yeah, um, huge. Uh, it's it's so cool as like a local musician. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to check off the Lost on your thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've been fortunate enough to play the Lost uh, a few times, but the best, the best. Uh, Best show I've ever played at the Lost was the every every time I die oh. show. Then they played Hot Damn in its entirety. Oh, that's amazing! And we were fortunate enough to be on that show, and it actually was like a it was a Beartooth show initially. Okay. And then for whatever reason, every time I die, somehow they had they needed a show. Okay. So then they just combined two shows, and there was like literally twelve bands. Oh. And thank God we were on that show because yeah. that was probably to be able to one play the Lost. I mean, we had played before, but we'd never played in Every Time I Die show. We had played yeah. with, like, Animals as Leaders we played with. Really? Yeah, wow, that's yeah. crazy. And we played with, like, um, Soulfly, which is Max Cavalera from Sepultura. And, yeah. And, uh, and so we played shows there, and they were awesome shows, and we had played with, like, Chelsea Grin and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, bands that were kind of, like, we didn't sound like, but we were kind of just lumped into that yeah. category. Yeah. Um, but being able to play with Every Time I Die, which is one of my favorite bands, yeah, like, that's... and play one of my favorite albums, it was like it was probably the highlight show for for that's me. That's guy, I mean, that's that's insane. It's that's like, like I, I want to, I really want to play. I think it'd be sweet to play with Dinosaur Junior, like one of my favorite. Oh bands. yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I saw them. Uh, I did. They play in Ithaca recently. I went yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was. I actually. I was walking down the street and I ran into Jay as he was walking by and I was just like, "Oh God, I'm not worthy." Like, <laughs> they were so they were so fucking good live and uh, where'd they play in Ithaca? Uh, State Theater. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think they would play the Haunt. They might have yeah, sold the Haunt yeah. out. Last year was wild. I went and saw like all of my dream bands like all in a row. Like I, I went and saw you know um, Thrice play. I never saw Thrice play and with Cirque Survive. Cirque Survive is like one of my favorite bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, they've helped me through a lot of stuff too and. Uh, um, Dinosaur Jr. played. Uh, we went saw Modest Mouse. I haven't seen them live, and it was just great to see yeah. Modest Mouse play live. That's great. And um, yeah, it's just like Violent Soho. Have you listened to them at all from Australia? I've heard, but haven't checked out. Kind of like a like a Smashing Pumpkins meet Nirvana type mix, and they were so good live. I saw them in Philly, and they were like, it was like one of the best shows I've ever been to. Yeah. Like everybody in the, it had so much energy. They played tight. It was sick. It was a really cool show. See, like the last like two years, I haven't, 
I haven't gone to like as many shows as I I have in the past. Yeah. But last year was really cool because one one of my favorite bands reunited Eighteen Visions. Oh yeah. So I was able to go down to. How was that? Oh, dude, this is like amazing because they were like they're literally still are like I mean the Ramones are my all time favorite band like that's what got me into music as a whole. Yeah. Um. So I'm a huge like Ramones fan. Like, yeah. Of all eras of the Ramones. But 18 Visions was the first heavy band that I was 110% obsessed with all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I was able to go down to, and I wanted to, when they reunited, their bass player Mick passed away a few years ago. Um, so they play without a bass player, they play with a ba- just a bass track playing. Oh, wow. And Josh James is their second guitarist now, who was in Stick Your Guns, and before yeah. that he was in Casey Jones yeah. and Evergreen Terrace. Casey Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was able to go down, I wanted to go out to their show in Orange County california and i was like literally like i was just like i can the flights were fucking crazy i was just like i could pull together a couple grand like i could do it i'll use my credit card yeah and i like ended up not doing it smartly enough because then in december they played uh they played in baltimore the headlining show down in baltimore so i drove down to that That's and sweet. then they played the every time i died christmas show um bungler so, played that or no what's that did bungler play that too yes yeah Yes. They're sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was an amazing show because, like, Reggie and the Full Effect was on that. Like, it was, ama- and it was an amazing show. Reggie's sick, too. Yeah. So, and he lives in Buffalo now. Oh, he does? Yeah, he moved to Buffalo. That's wild. And his backing band now is all pen- Pentimento, if you've listened to Pentimento. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. His band now, his live band is That's Pentimento. That's fucking awesome. Um, I don't know if their drummer is still, like, he was, like, the main songwriter in Pentimento, but he wasn't at that show. I don't know if he couldn't make it or he just isn't in the Reggie band anymore. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Pentimento is his backing band, and he lives in Buffalo now. That's wild. Um, But, yeah, I saw him there, and I was fortunate enough to... to go on warp tour for uh like a week or so yeah and my uh friend's band played and i was fortunate enough to literally just be on warp tour and eat free catered food and watch watch hate breed guar yeah. and cky every day oh, that's sweet. And how I was, was cky are they good uh, well darren their singer is gone oh okay. now so the guitarist uh chad sings for them now still amazing yeah like still awesome <laughs> like so i was like i was in my glory because i was it was like probably one of the best like the more catered to my likings yeah warp tour um and i got to just like watch bands for free every day and just help them load and set up and just like watch fucking knock loose play like after them like every night and i was just like this is great they're they're insane from what dude I too. they <laughs> have such an insane following they played the the two the the every time i die christmas show and they played the 18 visions oh, headlining geez. show because they were like two days apart 18 minutes yeah. did like a little run in the northeast um and dude fucking i mean knock loose crowds are insane they yeah. have so much energy it's in the crowd like they command a crowd like no one right yeah now. it's yeah, insane it's and I, they played rochester a few weeks ago and it was sold out to california brew house yeah, and yeah insane insane oh, that's sweet <laughs> but yeah it's uh Last year was uh, really cool. Are there any shows that are coming up that you're going to like this summer that you're excited to what bands you're trying to see? Because I feel like everyone's on tour now. Yeah, everyone's playing. Um, I, honestly, I've I really haven't been following it as much. I've been kind of just like involved in the trench thing right now. Just kind of like yeah, just that like happens when playing. you're in a band. Like yeah. you, you just get so consumed with what you're doing, you're yeah. not even paying attention to yeah. like what shows are going on. Yeah, so. it's it's just been kind of it's it's been wild in that sense. Um. I might go to Warped Tour this year. Um, I I don't know. We'll just see. For the sake of it being the last yeah, year, yeah, just, just go one last time. It. What was your first uh, Warped Tour? Warped Tour, I think it was 2000. 
2006 or 2007. Oh, it was when Cirque Survivor released on Letting Go, so it was probably 2005, 2006, I yeah. think. And uh, that was a that was a good year. The Sleeping played. I don't know if you remember yeah. them. They were really good. Me without you played instead of He's Legend. Or yeah, is it He's Legend? Yeah, He's is it? He, who is that? No, yeah, He's Legend. Were weren't they a solid state band? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So they were supposed to play, but Me Without You covered them instead, and they were insane. Wow. They're so tight nice. live. Um, I got to see the you know the starting line again, and uh, that's actually cool. the intro. The new intro for the podcast is a He Is Legend. Song. Oh yeah, because I love He Is Legend. I've been obsessed with that band yeah. for like ever, and all their. I don't know if you've listened to them recently. I have not. I've heard they. I heard they put out a new record. They though, have like something. their last like two records because they reformed in like 2013 their last two records heavy fruit in 2014 and few that came out last year amazing like yeah. rock records they're amazing, <laughs> I, amazing. Always, I always get that i am i am legend mixed yeah, up yeah like, yeah i don't want to screw yeah. this off but yeah no they he's like supposed to play and then me like you covered for them instead i'm not sure what happened there but that was i just remember that being like an experience i was like this is wild me, like, yeah it's crazy um, gym class heroes before they like kind of went off into whatever they, do, they did. Yeah, they were so good. They had so much energy. Life, oh so yeah, good life. They um, had an amazing following up here too because uh, they're from Geneva. Yeah, yeah. I just it's funny. I, I used to work at my first job was Dunkin' Donuts, and one of the guys I worked with actually was friends with those guys, mm-hmm. and like he went to school with them. He was from Geneva and stuff, and he would tell me like. Probably would like smoke weed in the van and stuff. He's like, "Yeah, come on in." So, <laughs> so I was like, "That's cool." You know, that's that's cool. Even like they, you're able to like know someone like that. You yeah, know? yeah, no, it's pretty neat. And I think the the singer Travis, I think he actually like worked at a tattoo shop in Auburn. Oh, really? And that's and I remember they played like uh, I saw them at the Mezzanote Cafe here in like 2005. It was right before they like ballooned into you know the huge band that they became. Yeah, yeah. Uh but I guess for Warped Tour, I can see them getting, like, a couple, like, big bands, at least, like, for certain dates and stuff. Yeah. There's already been rumors of, like... My Chemical Romance. Yeah, like, My Chemical Romance, Eminem, like... Because, obviously, Eminem, like, that was one of his breakout tours was... Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Wow, that's I think crazy. he played in 99, like, he played, and that was, like, kind of, like, where he kind of, like, started getting, you know, recognized. Because I'm sure you remember, like, Eminem was one of those artists that, like, yeah. ever, when he wouldn't, like... Slim Shady LP or whatever it was called, and the Marshall Mathers LP. When those came out, like everyone listened to them. Yeah, everyone, everyone, it even the insane. teachers in school. Were Seriously, like, it was Yo, crazy. Have you seen that new Eight Mile movie? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping they get like Blink to play like a day. That'd be sick. It'll pro- they'll probably be in California, I'm sure, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But that'd be sweet. I under this point, that right? I yep. Think- I think they got like five or six shows and they're probably like all southern shows i think yeah probably like florida yeah, and yeah. Clearwater, i think yeah that's cool i i, I honestly i'm not even sure i'm not, not even sure who else is playing Warped Tour this year like, yeah there's like uh, i saw the list like briefly and then i was yeah. like oh, okay cool they have like a lot of like bands that are doing like a couple stops and then like they're off it so they're trying to i think they're trying to get like as many people as possible yeah. and many as many bands to get the opportunity to play the last warp tour as possible yeah but I'll tell you what I have a new after like being on the tour like for a while yeah it was I have a whole new respect for how that tour runs because those dudes that set up all the stages and shit that roll in and like four o'clock in the morning and are like immediately like busting their ass and sweating Walk like up, in the yeah. summer heat like to get shit done you have, I have a whole new respect for like the crew that keeps that that has kept that tour going yeah. for as long as it has yeah who's your favorite band that to see on Warp Tour oh 
think Less Than Jake might be my... Less Than Jake's just such a staple, like... <laughs> and I'm not even, like, huge into their music, but whenever, like, they happen to be playing, like... Because mm-hmm. I, I went years without going to Warp Tour, because I, like, went in the early days, um, and I think the first Warp Tour I went was, like... I think the first Warp Tour I went to was 2003. Yeah. And it was, at the time, it was for Rancid, because I was a huge, oh, Ranc- yeah. huge Rancid fan. Yeah. And Poison the Well. Poison the Well played, and I was huge in the Poison oh, yeah. the Well, too. Yeah. Um, so I went for, like, those bands, and there were so many, like, random bands playing, like, then. Like, All American Rejects was on, mm-hmm. uh, Vendetta Red, like, all these bands that, like, it went on to, yeah. like, just dis- disappear, like. Yeah. Um, Didn't Throwdown play that, too? Yes, Throwdown <laughs> throw uh, played. Um, I'm trying to think who. Funny story, actually, into the 2006 Warp Tour. Uh, they were not scheduled at all to be on it, but 18 Vision showed up in 2006 oh, and played I think I've, the Buffalo Date. I think... Did I see that? Maybe I did. I don't know. I can't remember. I lost my mind because I was like, oh my God, this is fucking great. <coughs> it was like one of the last like full tours they did. One yeah. of the last before they broke up. But um, I don't know. It's so hard to like... I'm sure, Newfound Glory probably because they've been oh, yeah. on like a lot of the Warped Tours that I went to. Like, yeah. I think they played... I went saw them in 2003... 2007, 2012, mm. and 2016. Like, yeah. so I've probably seen them on Warp Tour more than any band. Yeah. Um, and they're one of my favorite bands of yeah. all time. So, <laughs> so like, they're, they're just like that staple Warp Tour band as well, you know? Yeah. So, what they're, about you? What's your favorite band that you, Warp Tour band, we'll say? I'd probably say, I think, I probably Bless and Jake, honestly, just because, like, it's so fun to watch them play live. Yeah. <laughs> they usually, I mean, and then they do like they did the Animaniacs cover. It's yeah, so funny. They have so much energy live. Uh, Newfound Glory is great to see live. Um, I went and saw Yellow Card for the first time. Their last like uh, it was like two two years ago, two thousand sixteen. That was like the last one. Yeah, cover. yeah. And they, they were great live. They were just it was like my first time seeing them, and I was like a huge fan of them growing up. And uh, it was kind of sad to watch them play their last stuff. And they actually had um. I can't remember the drummer's name from Newfound Glory, but he covered, he filled in for him. Yeah, Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. Cyrus. Yeah, and uh, that was really cool. I think he's. I think Ryan Key from Yellow Card, I think is going to be playing live. I don't know if he's in the band now, but he's going to be playing second guitar. I'm pretty sure on the new Newfound Glory. Tour. Really? Um, because he be was, awesome. he was like opening or whatever. Yeah. But I saw like a video of like him and Chad like playing Newfound Glory songs, like oh. just them. So that would be amazing to <laughs> yeah. have him in the band. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Chad's awesome too. Yeah, he's like another uh he's another like straight edge vegetarian yeah. guy. Yeah. I think he's still vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, like uh I saw I've seen Newfound Glory. So I think like what bands have you seen the most? I think like Newfound Glory, Every Time I Die, Hate Breed, those three bands I've seen more than any bands like ever. Like I see those bands. Strong. For me, really, I've seen them fourteen times. No shit. <laughs> Every time they're able to play locally, I go see them. Uh, they played a they played a SUNY show one time, and I felt so bad for them because there's super crowd control. Like nobody can even jump. Uh, they had the lights on all the time, and you can just tell that like Dan and Alan were just like fuck this. Yeah. Like he, they just did not. I mean, they still played great. It was, yeah, yeah. It was it was fun to see them, but it was just like you could just tell that they just like. It's not what they're used to. Yeah. Uh, they're another band. So much energy. Live. Oh, yeah. And uh, the first time I saw them, I think you've played this. You've definitely played this venue. <laughs> first time I saw them, This Is Hell and Four Years Strong. I think it was only a three-band bill on like a Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday. Uh, Melodic Revolution yep. Clinton. 
They played that? Dude, I bought their friggin' they only had the the four song like EP? Yes, EP yeah. out and it's like the cardstock one and I still have that one. That's insane. And that was the first time I saw them. I was like, this band's fucking amazing. Yeah. And then like like two months later they released Rise or Die Tron. Yeah. And that's a band too, like I fell off after um End of the World. I love End of the yeah. World. Yeah. I, I think that's my favorite record by them. Um and then I fell off, and then I got back into them when they put out, um... Fuck. What was it? Some Way, Shape, or Form? The one that had, like... Nope. Th- that's when I fell off. Yeah. But then they put out the, the one, the last one. Self-titled. It was self-titled. Sure. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, and I heard... And that, me and uh, my girlfriend went and caught him. I, I was just like... She's like, yeah, I kind of like... I like, always like Four Years Strong. And I was like, I haven't seen him in years. Let's go see him. And they played Cuse, and fucking amazing so much energy it was so sick I would love to see love them in Worcester yeah. <laughs> in their hometown yeah. just fucking go crazy you know oh yeah or Boston that'd be sweet too I miss Half Hard so much I wish it would just <laughs> I wonder if you'll ever see the there's so many bands that are reuniting now yeah. so I mean I feel like their shows would be have you been to like a one of the hardcore festivals like this hardcore or anything like that I have that? not no I, I want to uh, go I think it'd be sweet. See, I still haven't either, just because like I've heard all the horror stories where like people literally buy admission, line up, buy shirts, leave, oh. because they flip them on line. Because like all these bands like do reunion shows, like One King Down's doing a reunion I this saw year that. at this one. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and like before, last year, I think it was like Disembodied and Martyr AD both did like which they share members. So like yeah, but like my buddy said, like people just lined up. People were like missing. That's the so band sad. while they were trying to buy their shirts which goes back to what we were saying like yeah. people like more worried about like having a shirt and be like hey i like yeah like this band yeah i didn't catch their set yeah it was the whole point i, I should watch them I, yeah you know, I, I spent all this money on trying to get these shirts it's, yeah that's crazy wow yeah i don't know if i would I'd like that too much <laughs> so i've been disenchanted but i think i might attend my first this is hardcore because uh one King Down. One King Down. <laughs> and 18 Visions got put on it. So oh. I was just like, I was just like, ah, yeah, I went to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've, yeah. I've seen the sets online. They're just crazy. Like, oh, I know, yeah. I know, like, Code Orange, every time I've seen their videos online, it's just the crowd is fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Code Orange is insane. So, again, a band with so much energy. I saw them at Oneana when, um, they, I don't know who was running it, but that Oneana Punk. Yes, 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 I do. That year was crazy. They, I, I once saw Crime and Stereo, one of my, one of the bands I, I, I wanted to catch, but they broke up for a while. And yeah, they, they played. Their set was really good. Um, Hostage Calm was supposed to play it, and I was really disappointed because they broke up. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember a few weeks that. prior, I I'm like I bought that. tickets to see them, and like they broke up, and I was pretty disappointed with it. But yeah, it happens, you know. But Code Orange played a set, and I was like, "This is like, this is fucking violent. Like, these yeah. people are going crazy." Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I've seen Code Orange like a bunch. Like, uh, I think every time I've seen them has been with Twitching Tongues, which is one of my yeah. favorite. Like, uh, you know, I'll say newer. I mean, they've been around for like eight years or whatever. Yeah. But like, I love that band like a lot. Um, but I saw. I want to say. I lived down in Oneana for like a few years. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, cool. It's cool. Area. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little area. A lot of have you ever been to the Yellow Yellow Deli? Yeah, I was just gonna say Yellow. Yeah. Deli. Oh yeah, hell yeah, it's a good staple there. Hell yeah. You ever had Sales Pizza down there? I have not. Oh, Sales Pizza. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. I lived down there for like two years, and it sucked because if you wanted to like buy music, you literally said the Fye like in the, their little strip mall yeah. or whatever, but you yeah. literally had to drive an hour to Albany if you oh, wanted to geez. like go and pick up like a new record. Like, yeah. Fye just fucking sucked at character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that was really cool. That was a cool experience. Um, Citizen played. I think they headlined that night. Um, but yeah, it was like just cool to see like bands play in that area. Oh like, yeah, it's, it's like he. I think he had to take out a loan to pay the band. No shit. Ended up not doing as well as he had intended, and I think it stopped after that. Yeah, but yeah. It was kind of it was. It was cool, like a like, three well, day. It was like a three day thing. Or yeah, two day yeah. Thing, like, right? I think the first the first day was like all like straight just hardcore bands, and then I missed that one. But the second one was like it was more like the you know like the pop punk punk yeah yeah alternative mm. and some hardcore here and there it was really cool i would love to see like hellfest or something come back <laughs> it would be like so great for the area just because yeah. those were like that's what truly made me like love like live music was going to hellfest yeah. like when you see like just endless bands and you know, i went to hellfest before i went to warp tour so that was like you know, yeah. that's when you, that whole, like, you know, multiple stages, all kinds of bands, Norman like, fucking, insane, yeah. yeah, insane amounts of fucking, like, merchandise, like, because that was, I'm sure you can attest, too, like, when you were, we, when you were in high school, that was how you bought your school clothes. Yep. You just went yep. to the shows and you bought shirts. You didn't have to go to the mall to buy them. I think, ultimately, I didn't have any actual real shirt, like, other shirts other than band shirts growing up. Oh, yeah, I still, like, I have, like... It's just like a sickness is what it is. Like, I have, like, shirts. I have, like, plain shirts that I, I wear and like wearing and stuff. But, like, I I literally have, like, five shirts that don't have, like, a band logo or, like, a horror movie. I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm bored. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shirt yeah. On. I'm the same way. <laughs> so, you guys got some shows coming up. You got the show at the Lost for the Basement. Yep. Um. So, how, how long are you guys' sets now? Like, what um, are you playing for, like... Because, obviously, you guys are in one of the, like, the opening slots on, like, a basement show and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but, so, when you do your record release, are you guys going to be playing, like, the whole record? Are you guys just doing, like, uh, like a 40-minute set? We're kind of contemplating on it right now. We, it's good to do the full record or not. We're kind of on the fence about it. Um, we might just play our normal set. Our normal set's, like, six, seven songs. Yeah. Um, play two off the EP. We play um, Heavy Doubt and Seaweed. And then uh, we played all our new newer music nice. live, and we've we've kind of we've thrown it around a bit. Um, I just think it, we we we're kind of those people that like we don't want to bore people. Yeah, I mean, watching a band for forty five minutes is like uh, yeah, people start checking. Your the favorite time. band you want to watch it for forty five minutes. Sometimes you're just kind of like eh, I don't want to do that. You yeah, know? like so I just don't want to like bore people. So we might I don't know we're kind of on the fence about it right now. Yeah, but yeah, our sets are generally like twenty five to thirty minutes long. Um, we play six songs, uh, and just kind of go from there. Uh, generally, I'd say probably like twenty-five minutes. Sets. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, records gonna be due out summertime ish. Yeah, right? summertime ish. Yeah, we'll say. Uh, so, what do you guys have? What do you guys do practice wise? How how often do you guys practice? We practice usually twice a week when we can. Usually Monday and Wednesdays. We're mm. up here, so I'll. I'll probably be up here tomorrow yeah jamming yeah. Uh, yeah usually mondays and wednesdays but if you know if we have an off day we'll, we'll try to plan for like the weekend or yeah. thursday or something yeah. so, you know chris works full-time job as a nurse or not, i don't know if he's a nurse or he works at the he works at the hospital okay and uh, we all just like kind of have weird schedules sometimes mm-hmm. um but yeah uh we, we when we practice we usually jam a set um we've been neglecting the the b-sides of the record a little bit so we've been getting back into playing those so we yeah tighten them up and because you know we're just so focused on playing a good set so it's been uh, you know that's been our focus but we recently just uh we've been trying to like write some throws you know throw shit at the wall and see where it goes yeah and uh that's been pretty cool um i it's it's cool because like the record itself prior to me being in the band was pretty much it was written it was like the, the foundation was there they had pre-production done 
they're literally just going to the studio and record with their, their previous drummer. So basically what I, I did was I listened to the pre-production quite a bit. And like I said, it's 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 pretty, I mean, the songs are long. So yeah. it's like, there's a lot to take in it at the time. So I was like, literally just like, listen, repeat, 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 repeat. And then like, I might, you know, um, just to get down the the dynamic of the of what was going on, I took parts, I cleaned them up. Like there's parts that seemed kind of, didn't it didn't click with me and I was just kind of like eh, it's kind of it doesn't like really fit here you know yeah. not that the drummer prior did a horrible job it was just like I just wanted to tighten it up I wanted yeah. it to, to be um, like I wanted to flow better yeah so, and have your stamp on it yeah, yeah 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 so like you know you'll you'll catch some things in pre-production that aren't on the record and mm-hmm. uh, but the record's done right it's, it's all, done it's, it's mastered it, yeah, it's yeah mastered. completely done yeah uh trying to think if we gotta cover anything else on uh trench i want to make sure what's the name of the record uh it's it's called um actually i don't think i should say yeah it. keep it yeah. keep it under wraps yeah. right now yeah i'll keep it under wraps for now yeah yeah but um but yeah yeah i'll keep it under wraps for now i don't want it chris here's like ah f- yeah <laughs> fucking leak in the news <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's cool though it's it's um the album art's really neat it's just we're keeping it very simple very basic um, so I'm pretty pretty excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Now when you guys uh, when you guys put it out, I'd love to have all you guys on yeah, talk about great. the record yeah. and stuff. That'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be sick. We'll bring your record too. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah man. Uh, well, thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate you coming yeah. by. Uh, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's been awesome catching up, man. Yeah, man, definitely. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah.